Too many chances, too many advances, too many nights out of space on other planets. Everything's outstanding, I feel everlasting. We can do anything, I just don't feel romantic. Don't you go backwards. Don't you go back to him. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode. Oh, excuse me, not just any other. This ain't e- any episode. Episode, excuse me. This is the hundredth episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your wonderful, gracious, humbled, highly favored, thankful host, moisturized host. You feel me? Because it's brick outside. <laughs> um, C Diddy, aka Kyrie Curving, aka the Frozen One, aka <laughs> aka Sub Zero, and to my left. It's my wonderful and gracious co-host. Moisturized. Moisturized. Lubricated. <laughs> co-host. I'm a child. <laughs> hey, y'all. You're, it's your girl, Allie Nicole. Our skin is moisturized. Our, our opinions may be ashy. <laughs> we got some ashy-ass opinions. Let me get my intro out the way, goddamn. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass. A.K.A. your Duchess of Debauchery. Your Sultan of Situationships. Your Patron Saint of Skanks. The LeBron James of My Games. And most of all, most important actually, that little baby who just won't listen. Until it gets cold. Yo, it got, okay, so. So we're going to get, yeah. Hear me out. Let's we, talk we, the shit around, Yeah, right? we, we, we had a little technical issue, so we're going to get in, get out, get, you know. Get do, in, get out, and get some, okay? Do what we got to do. All right, so last night, it it started raining. Then it started sleeting, hailing, and we eventually got to snow. And I was tucked up underneath some kind of warm. (laughs) You know, body heat. You know what I'm saying? And Shorty was like, I'm not safe. I don't feel safe with you driving back to Walnut Hills. So, oh, yeah, we moved into our apartment. So, like, my apartment's in Walnut Hills now. So, I was all the way out in Mount Healthy. He was like, I don't feel safe with you driving home tonight. Like, that's just not. Like, I'll sleep on the couch. You can have my bed. Like, it's just more of a safety issue. Than Again, it was- he's a, first and most, he's a better person than I am. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because in my house, <laughs> I am not sleeping on the couch. That's not true. Me and Jade have totally taken a nap at your house and you let us, and like. One time only. And especially, especially if it's someone that, like, I'm, like, into, intimate with. We're, we can both sleep on this bed. We have, everybody knows at this point, me and him do not have sex. I, I hear you. I Even don't if, know why. Be, I mean, I, I figured it out once you told me a little bit backstory, but that's not my story to tell. Right. No, I get it. But like, but, trolling is more fun. Yeah, listen. So like, I completely get it. But like, in my house, and also the only reason I did that, y'all were, it was a nap and y'all were going to be gone. I'll be damned if i spend the night in my own house sleeping on my couch when my bed works so anywho i came over there because i was gonna, i was supposed to be working from home and he was like well just working i did work Quotation from home marks. i do when i actually work from home i do get work done but um so no i was working from home he was like well just work from home from here so i'm like Cool. So I go over, cook breakfast. And they, they never say whose home has to be in. Right. They just said not in the office as long as work is getting done. So I was like, perfect. We go. I come over. We, I make breakfast. 
I'm drinking mimosas. I'm getting technicians dispatched. It is a great fucking day, right? I am working. I'm getting some work done. We're hanging out. Um, of course, Jade always has Veterans Day off, so they had something going on in her house. So we ended up, I went over there. Shout out to House. That's no longer my house. <laughs> house Basquiat. Um, yeah, I, I stayed this Veterans Day. I worked. You know why? Because let's get into Chopper this weekend. Actually, right. We have a lot to catch up on let's, with our let's listeners. Just, let's, let's just get into um, it. We did because we took a couple weeks off. We took a couple weeks off to try because we originally were preparing for a live show to celebrate our hundredth episode. Yes. Um, if you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. Um, everything that we needed wouldn't have been right, and, and we don't have fast anything around these parts. We use our full ass. <laughs> okay. If I'm gonna show it, it's gonna be my full ass. <laughs> okay. So we go. You. So we didn't want to give a lackluster half-baked, rushed operation. That's not how we roll. That's not how we roll. That's not how we would want to repay our supporters back for 100 episodes. So, we're going to make this an anniversary show. We're going to get it popping. We're going to get it popping, popping. Listen, All, I can't wait. Listen, Cincinnati, Two Columbus, years is a long Cleveland. Time. We here. Like, if you if you can drive down, nigga, we pull up, nigga. What's up? We will accommodate you to the What's best up, of our ability. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you can make it, we will accommodate What's you. What's up, nigga? We ain't say hotels. Like, I got a nice futon and a blanket. <laughs> we got a couch. I have a, a blow-up mattress. A blanket, an air mattress. Depending and, upon who you are, the other side of my bed. And, like, $20 on Airbnb. <laughs> I mean, we'll slide you something. Like, But we just want our, everybody who's ever supported it, listened, reposted, just, you know. Told a friend to tell a friend. Showed us mad love. This is for y'all. We want to we wanna celebrate. We want to let our hair down. Well, <laughs> we want to get our shape ups. Neither <laughs> one of us can let her hair down. <laughs> Neither one of us can let her hair down. But like we really just want to show our appreciation and our gratitude for our listeners. So come out, kick it. We're gonna do a live show. Um me and Calvin kinda got the live show jitters out the way. So we kinda know what needs to happen now. So I'm excited, friend. So I might pop a bottle of champagne that night. You are. It's my it's also gonna be my birthday celebration. So we're getting burr, burr, burr. we're getting drunk. Oh, drunk, drunk. <laughs> um and so in that break, part of it was we wanted to, you know, recharge and refocus for the end of the year. Because um, we, you know. We have some things going on personally, too. And, you know, a lot of it is just like, all right, we don't want to burn out. And we've seen it. Speaking of burnout, you want to get it right into it? Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about homecoming and you you wild ass niggas. We'll, well, let's, we can start with homecoming. Because we'll, 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 we might argue on one of the topics, but homecoming. So, for so this past weekend was UC's homecoming. Cincinnati's homecoming, as I like to say, because the city comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I tell you that it won. Oh. Like, I put up a valiant fight. UC homecoming whooped my ass this year. <laughs> but that bitch got hands. That bitch got hands. Listen, so Thursday was when everybody came in. I was out of the office from Thursday till today. Today is my first day back in the office in like four days. And must be nice. <laughs> it must I was exhausted. Be nice. So and, and the time moved fast too. So I don't even really know why I'm complaining. It was just a lot. So um today's my first day back in the office. Thursday at one o'clock, I was out. Um I had to go pick up my friend from the airport. Um, I threw a pregame at the crib. Shout out to Tony. Um, and then Thursday night was Revel. So I'm popping the Revel and I'm thinking I'm going to just be in and out. 
You know what I'm saying? I wasn't playing on staying long. Like, your pregame was Friday, first of all. Yeah, it was. But I was just like, I'm not going to stay at Revel Long. Like, I, you know. <laughs> That's cute. Stupid. <laughs> right. So I told myself I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't trying to be there long. That was my intention. So then I get to, um, I get to Revel. I say, what's up? What's up turned into take the shots. Yeah. And then one shot turned to two shots. Two shots turned to four. And I look up. It's fucking 3.30 in the morning. And I'm fucked up on Thursday. So then Friday, I didn't have to be nowhere. Took my time. Cleaned up my house. Took a bubble bath. <laughs> like, just, you know, got Yo, cozy. Yo, women love bubble bath. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. Soaked. Read a book. Did you read a book with some wine? I did. Got my nails done. Friday was also um, my my son's godfather, Marcus's birthday. So happy belated baby. Ha- happy happy belated birthday, I love you. King. Everybody, listen. Marcus is again a part of that small circle of men I will throw hands over. Happy belated birthday, King. <laughs> like and, um, say less. Um, so yeah, Friday. Thirty looks good on you, brother. It does. You can't even. Yo, he was fried this weekend. As he should be. As he should be. Marcus, I don't. I don't get to see Marcus drunk. He was fried. But um, anyway, so Friday was the pregame. Shout out to everybody that pulled up. We kicked it. There was so much liquor going. Uh, there was so much liquor in my house. Listen, first of all, you lied to us. And re- here's why you lied to Wait us. Wait a minute. Yes, I'm, I, I, I got receipts. So, um, again, I pull up. So, so my Thursday, we, I go to Revel. So, I actually had a work event. Um, I had a work event Thursday. So, I had to, like, dress Calvin up. pulled up in, like, his little sweater and his blazer chain combo looking like a slut. First of all, you're not going to slut shame me on my own podcast. I sure am. <laughs> the fuck? Don't interrupt me while I slut shame you. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> so I had to pull up from work of it. So, I, so there was no change. And I was like, fuck it, we rocking. Um, my little niggas got little niggas. Shout out to Double A and um, their neophyte presentation. Make sure I say their <laughs> proper words. Because, you know, certain words are banned. <laughs> and I don't want to get niggas jammed up. Um. Oh. Yeah, you know, you're right. And so, shout out to them. And then, so I pull up to Rebel. Um, they had something. They had, they had mixed rosé with the whiskey. Yeah, No, it was like this Hennessy lemonade punch situation. Then, then they had another thing. It was like rosé whiskey. I was like, that sounds interesting. I, had I want that one. 50 lemon O's, too. I'm like, I want that one. Um, so, yeah. I, so, while you're getting ready, you know, you're soaking, doing your bubble baths, doing your meditations, getting your chakras in order. I'm acting like absolute fucking fool because so, it's Friday. I don't even want to be at work in the first goddamn place. But I have to because, again, nigga need to stay employed. And I was like, you know what? Every time every time I leave my job, they act like they don't know what the fuck to do. And it's so annoying because I'm like, I know you're not this incompetent because if you were they wouldn't have hired you in the first place but every time i leave everyone acts like they don't know how to do their job so calvin comes back to a bunch of bullshit because everyone's like well when you left i didn't know. like nigga it's not like i don't give people directions on how to handle shit when i'm going right they just ignore it <laughs> Hey, it's the life of being a boss. So, so I can't even. So I was like, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to hear niggas' mouth because I'm already going to be t- mad that I got to go into work on Monday anyway. I don't want to hear niggas' mouths about what happened over the weekend. So I'll handle it. When we talk about doing the race, I do the race out of my, out of work. Stop. Make sure I get a haircut. Do the race out of work. 
And somehow, someway, I had several different happy hours that I that I told people overcommitted. I was going to go to. Oh, I, I for damn sure overbooked this weekend, and I'll get <laughs> to that because I have like a couple friends that are a little tight with me, and honestly, they have every right to be. Because I had no, business. I was trash. I had no business telling some niggas I was gonna pull up. You know what? No business. I told niggas that I would pull up to this shit during my pregame. I. <sighs> <laughs> like and I'll do better next year. And then so we're so we're I'm driving around Cincinnati, you know, had making appearances. There's an appearance that involved a free shot of Henny at the RSOTA happy hour. I'm like, okay, say less. I'll be there. Free shots. Um Alpha's had their uh kind of fundraising happy hour, has pull up, buy a couple drinks in, ran into people that I knew, you know, but oh hey, you're back was in full effect. Right. Um Man, stopped at your stopped at your pregame. You know, made sure that we christened your house properly. You lied to us and you said that punch Tony May had dark in it when she definitely. I thought it had dark too. So when I tell y'all niggas I died on Friday, also your girl smacked an edible that they told me wasn't gonna be shit. And then an hour later, it was all with all the shits. <laughs> I am in the middle of fucking three points dead. <laughs> Transcending. <laughs> Literally, I'm just like, oh, it feels really good up here. I can stay right here forever. And then I realized, like, Alex, you're disorienting, sis. So I put my black ass on stage. <laughs> as as you and Jade often do. Away from the crowd. Not because I don't love y'all, but because, like, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to keep up. Nigga, you was in sicko mode. <laughs> I was. Listen, 15 hours on this flight had me out like a white nigga. And so, and so, How I know I was zooted is because I spoke to somebody I really don't like. And I was like, oh, ooh, it's time to go. And shout out to HD Nudie Earl. Earl fucked his whole leg. Yes, up. poor baby. I checked on him too. But this nigga, this nigga, you had this nigga DJ on Saturday in a goddamn brace. Did they talk about dedication? I felt bad. Um, Earl. So shout out to Bandcamp, HD Nudie, Rico, Sean, everyone who kind of put together like the 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 the, the, the list of events. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you niggas. Um, three points. However, that's crazy. And listen, it was some point we pulled up after we I went to Steven shit. Yeah. And we pulled up and that line. It was me, my nigga Doug, my nigga Chris. We walked up, we walked, we looked at them, I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm not waiting in that. And then just made our own line. And then you saw me, and then I don't wait in lines. Like, even if I it depends. It depends. That line wasn't one of one of the ones. That I was line was not one of the lines of shit. I walked straight to the front, and I, we literally walked to the front. And then, um, I think shout out to Clutch too. Clutch, Clutch, and the white girl was like, "That's not why." I was like, it, it, "I'm here now, though." Yeah, Clutch wasn't gonna let me wait in line. I was like, I'm "So here. shout out to Clutch." I was like, "He was like, but, but us, I was like, I'm here now, though. So we're gonna just go ahead. I already paid. I paid already, but we're here now. So yeah. Um, and so then we get to so just packed on three points, uh, just. Some of these bars, I feel like they underestimate how many people are going to attend these events because they don't have their bar stacked at all. At all. And I'm just like, do you just not believe that? Well, you know what it is? Okay, let me back up. Because you're more in the hospitality industry than I am. I've definitely bartended, right? Definitely bartend. Definitely understand what it is. Okay, so bartender math. And it depends because they strike me as a kind of establishment that splits tips. So, which is annoying as fuck. Because I don't believe in necessarily doing that, but I understand it. Because the math. Anyway. So, 
for me to staff bartenders for just this day, right, means that not only are we splitting tips 10, 50, 11 different ways, I'm splitting hours as a manager 50, 11 different ways because I still have to pay them. I still have to pay my staff, right? You have to pay the barbacks. Got to pay the barbacks. Got to pay the staff. Got to pay security. Got to pay for. Got, there's a lot that goes into that, right. right? So for me to overstaff for this one night, if the kickback's not there, sometimes it's not. I won't say worth it, but the customer experience may be impacted because it's not worth it for me to staff for this. And or from, from, I may not be able to afford staff for this. Okay, and so from the math that I know, as far as like. The money that was involved in that in that function, they had enough. If, if the math that I think is mathing, maths as supposed to, <laughs> y'all could have afforded at least two extra bartenders. That's, you see what I'm saying? Like, it been worth it because I'm not trying to put no one's financials out there, right? But I just know I know I know what the ticket price was. And I know how many people were in that bitch, and and, and I, I know how many people y'all turned away. So the and I know and I know the reason why you have to pay the ticket because they're getting all the bar revenue anyway. Yeah, the math should have been at least one more person. At least at least one more. So but no shout out to three points every time we're in there and this venue is actually pretty dope. I've seen it I it was crazy as packed as it was. I've seen it even more crazy than that. Oh uh, I've seen three points a zoo before. So And three points isn't that big. And it's also not small. We just said two dope with different things. Like, but it's not it's not big, but it's also not small. And so when you pack it out, you pack it out. Like it's like one yeah. of those things where like you can tell like I've seen niggas hanging out of the windows at three points. Like in the it, summer? Yeah. Easy. Easy. Um and so shout shout out to that. And then Saturday comes. So Saturday um was a I think my friends call this a shit show. Um Woo. All right. And so we started off on a somber note, right? We started so off on a somber note. We got to um, we got to say our final goodbyes to AJ or Nini, however you affectionately know her as. The services were beautiful. Her family handled everything so graciously. Um, we stayed for visitation. We didn't stay for service because honestly, in the middle of visitation, I had a panic attack. Because again, it's like reliving the feelings that I had for her and then my own feelings wrapped around grief. And it was, it was honestly, I got overwhelmed. So not wanting to take away from that moment. And also the the inability for me to ground myself in that moment, I excused myself, which I think was the best thing to do. I said my goodbyes to her. I, I you know what I mean? Like it, it was one of those things where, hey, I don't. No one likes going to funerals. Right? Liking funerals and being having the mental capacity to handle them is very different. And, and so and so, I I very rarely have a men- the mental capacity to be able to just be I in a funeral setting. I don't I don't I don't go to funerals, I don't go to hospitals. I don't like that shit. Like just it's, it's just it's not me. And so and so Jay was with me and so I was like, when you left, I was like, Jay, it's up to you. Like we can roll out too. Like I drove so I'm not gonna leave if you're not leaving. And she was like, yeah, it's time to go. I was like, mm-hmm. And one of the things was like, I gave you an option, but I'm really glad you chose the option yeah. I chose. Yeah, because it was, it was a it was lot. Because, like, like, it's just... Um, it's a lot. It's, it's hard So rest in peace. Rest in peace, baby. Rest um, in peace, baby girl. So then from there, I went back to my house, met Shawnee, shout out to her, um, at the crib. And we... Um, um, we got dressed, pre-gamed at the house. Um, she pulled up, already had shots of Hennessy ready at the gate. Mixed, out the gate. You mixed it with the coat pre. Mixed it with the. Coke. I did. 
I did. That was the type of time I was on from the night before. And so, and so, while y'all did that, and y'all did y'all girl like convergence, because Jay pulled up on you too. It was like the mm-hmm. convergence of power. My twin sister popped out. All all that. I, on the other hand, so I so I was I had to get food. First of all, I need to vent. I love twin. We know how I feel about my twin. Okay, but and I love it when she pops out. But it always takes a team of three to get her dressed and ready to go. And then she fights me tooth and nail to get her ready to go out. And it's like, sis, why do you ask me for things knowing good and goddamn well that A, you're going to fight me on all of this shit. And that B, like, it's almost like pancake mix. She should have came pre-prepared. Like, you should have came ready. You should have came how you was ready to go. Yeah. And then I explained to you that, like, this is the kind of time I'm moving on. You're more than welcome to move with me. But this is what I'm on right now. And it was just, like, it, it was a headache. So, but no, shout out to Twin. I love her. But I understand that, like, and then she was slow. And it was almost like she was deliberately moving slow. And it was like, bitch, I'm already late. We didn't leave my house for the tailgate until, like, 2.34. I mean, excuse me, 3.34 o'clock. I'm like, girl, girl. There's a certain subsect of people. I feel like intentionally make people late just so that they could be on time. You you see what I'm saying? Like they'll throw in wrenches just to make you late with them. And you're just like, motherfucker. Bitch, I believe you. I have left niggas. I believe like it comes to a point where it's like, okay, now I've accommodated the situation to the the very best of my ability. Now you annoy him. You're wearing on my nerves, bro. Um, so in the meantime, between time, I Make sure I eat because we know how tailgate gets. Make sure I eat. A fucking zoo. Um, I walk up. I knew what type of trash I was on when I walked up into the tailgate with a cup full of Henny and Chick-fil-A lemonade in one hand. And then I had a, a, a bottle of Jack Honey and a mixer tucked on me. Just just afterwards. <laughs> but I knew what type of time I was I know on. what type of trash I'm on when I'm just like, bro, Bibby handed me a shot of vodka. And, and I was like, that. and I drank it. And then Stupid. forgetting that me and Shawnee just killed this Hennessy and I'm on an edible. So, and then the Alphas had Alpha Punch. <laughs> they had Hot Spike Cider. Spike. Oh, yeah. The Hot Spike Cider got me. I, get it. I was, I have, yeah. Um, there was a questionable decision that was made in the middle of the tailgate, and I was like, "Hey, we I, we've seen we, we not just talking to you. We've seen y'all. We saw y'all niggas. I, we saw you niggas fight over 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 niggas that neither one of y'all are fucking anymore." Death peeped it, girl. That's embarrassing. We 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 saw you niggas forget that you had a whole ring on your finger. We peeped it. We saw you women. Forgive that that's your besties ex. That 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 one homegirl that you say that's your ride or not. We saw y'all. We seen it. It's, the eyes in the sky are everywhere. And it's okay. I got jammed up. You did get jammed up with your stupid ass. That wasn't even my fault. <laughs> if it was. It wasn't even my fault. Whose fault was it? Bro, I'm not going to blame myself. No. <laughs> Accountability. What is that? <laughs> I'm protecting my peace. <laughs> okay. Okay, Joe Button. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so and so now, since you... I got to share my fried decision of the week. So after tailgate's over, and mind you, I knew... What's what is the point of daylight savings time? Because it got dark quickly, bro. Literally, it, it if you're looking at people's snaps, I had to look at my story, and I was just like, okay, we got there. It's daylight, daylight, daylight. None. 
Like <laughs> it got scary hours really quickly. I'm like, okay, it's cold. I'm fried. I don't remember where I am. Mom, can you come get me? I'm scared. <laughs> These niggas is acting niggerish. And so and so then I go get Penn Station after after tailgate because I'm I need more food. And then I look at my Uber and I'm like, this price is a lot <laughs> for how little I'm going. Because <laughs> again, I live. Did I, I li- no, I didn't take you home. No. Here's why. Here's why I know you didn't take me home. My drunk ass was like, you know what? I'm going to walk a little bit out the section, out to, out, to, out to a little space so it can go down. So I walked down Clifton Avenue. I'm like, just a little bit just to get it to go down to a normal price so I can call my, call my lift. Walk down. Price don't change. So I'm like, all right, let's walk some more. <laughs> walk down. Price don't change. All right, let's walk some more. Walk down. Price doesn't change. All right, let's walk some more. I'm home. <laughs> I'm, I'm home now. <laughs> by the time, by the time I realized like what I was doing, I was like, "Damn, I'm already committed to this bitch at this point." <laughs> and then, like, if price ain't changed, I'm like, by the time the price did change, I'm like, I'm at flea market, nigga. Like, I just walk this shit. I can walk this shit. And so when I got home, passed the fuck out on my couch. Oh, I was knocked out. And when I tell you, I woke up at 11:20 p.m. with my head ringing, my neck hurt, still drunk. And 10 text messages and three missed calls all saying, where the fuck are you? I was, nigga, I was, I was a Mr. Krabs me for real. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my, holy shit. Hear me out. Shall we, Saints? We get back to my house around 7.30, 8 o'clock. Tony's, to, um, there are brothers at this point at Tony's house. So I'm like, Shawnee and Jade passed out in my bed. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go parlay with the bros. Right? One of my favorite bros is over there. So we're kikiing and catching up. I pass out in Tony's bed. I wake up to a phone call from Jade talking about, bitch, get up, so come get dressed. I'm like, I don't. Hey, if, if I hadn't already secured a ticket, and not only this, did I, the money I was I, picking up, I don't know, like the effort I had to put in to actually secure this bitch, I, I would have chalked it. Literally, I didn't pay for my ticket until I got to the door. If it had not been for Shawnee and Jade being like at my house and ready to go and shit like that, I would have tucked so hard on Saturday. Listen, not I only was that, so tired, fam. Not only that, then I was like, people was like, "Where are you?" And then shout out to shout out to my little sis, shout out to my little sis, yeah, my little sis, my little my little my little my little baby. Um, she was, is in town, so it was like, and it was her birthday. She looked beautiful, and so she hit me. She was like, "Are you going?" I was like, "I'm trying," and she was literally responding back like, "Nigga, I am only out for you." I was like. All right. I'm on my way. Okay. Let me find some clothes. Okay. Let me put some on. And then, so we get to Copa. And Copa is Copa. And Copa's a beautiful venue. It's a beautiful venue. And, you know, niggers everywhere. And there's one nigger, especially. Oh, yes. Baby Jacquees. First and foremost, any nigger who, who is wearing foam pilots in 2019, you can't trust. Any nigger who's wearing the Weatherman foams. In 2019, you definitely can't trust. So this baby Jacquees looking ass nigga. First of all, he just stumbles into the section that we're in. And it's like, you can see the bystander effect happen in real time. Because everyone's looking around like, whose who, who, man's is this? And everyone's like, that's not my man. They got to be somebody's in this. And I know I said that shit loud as fuck. I was like, whose man's is this? And so, and so we're all like, okay, this nigga's clearly drunk. Hi, whatever. And so, all right, cool. Then this five foot two ass nigga decides I'm gonna stand on the table, not a couch, like a the normal, table. The table, the table slides, and the table's already slippery because there's been drinks on it, and ice, and bottles, all that shit. And so then 
Nigga slides, drunk, doing all types of shit. My anxiety is going up. Because, again, we already talked about how we start today. I start, I start every day having, having, a, having a little to lay to rest a friend of mine because of bullshit. Right. So, so my anxiety is already up. My nigga, my, nigga, my, nigga, my nigga John Shark is with me. And so we're both looking at this nigga like, who's this nigga? Yeah, CJ was on go. And shout out to him because, all right. So I don't know if you peeped it, but little baby Jacquees was standing on the table. He had waved hi to Shawnee. Shawnee had waved hi back. And then I peeped little nigga. Come, come on now. You know I peeped it. So I peeped little nigga try to grab Shawnee's hand and like I leaped across the couch. <laughs> and I was just like, nope, that's my girlfriend. We ain't doing that. I, I saw. I, we listen, ain't doing all that. I, I saw that entire thing. And I'm more, it's more so it's like, it was like, okay, you know what? I can't leap yet because he ain't he ain't technically done nothing wrong. But I guarantee you, let 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 that nigga do anything. I'm sliding this nigga. So I was, just and, I'm like, not, and I'm not trying to talk like I'm a I'm a. I, super. I literally leaped across the couch and I'm like standing in front of Shiny. I was like, no, and he was just like, oh, what's up, what's up? He's like, where my hug at? And, and I, was, I was like, we don't hug. We and don't I hug and niggas. I put my head, I put my hand up. I was like, I'm not doing hugs tonight. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not in the mood. I'm fried. We've already all established that you're the ops. You will not put your hands on me. We're not going to do that. So he was just like, you full of shit. And I lost out with CJ, put his hand out. It was just like, she said, leave her alone, bro. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And like, it's happening. I knew to sober up when niggas started like taking off watches and handing me jackets and shit. I was like, Alex, it's time to sober up, sis. This elevator needs to come down. It's time. My anxiety was on ten, and I'm not even talking one of them. I'm not. I'm not trying to portray myself as this big, like super aggressive. We know you're not that. We but, know you're not that. I'm like, who's this nigga? And 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 now this nigga's bothering the women I came with. Who are you? So yeah, like, in in my, my nigga right here. I'm like, we we. If I punch this nigga, I gotta make sure my watches don't break. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I got the jacket. I got to make sure the jacket don't rip because, you know, a little, you get a little restrictive in the shoulder every now and then. So oh, no. I, I know all about it. And so I was like, nah. So, like, and so, nigga, y'all. So I sobered up, like, and, like, both Johnny and Jay was like, you okay? I'm like, this nigga. <laughs> like, I peeped this nigga early. I'm like, who's this nigga? Like, I don't. Who's. And I kept asking niggas who would. I'm like, whose man is this? I kept. I was like, yo, you know this nigga? Does anyone nope. know this nigga? Nope. No one knew this nope. nigga. So I'm like, okay, cool. Don't know who this. I'm so, so sorry means, to this so man. That means. If if, a nigga, if somebody slides you, I don't know who I don't know who's gonna come try to save this nigga, because me this nigga this nigga, my nigga was like he only need one. I was like, but he gonna get two, because <laughs> I'm like if you swing, I'm not I swing, nigga. Like I'm following up. Like I'm not gonna. He let- was sloppy, and I felt I. And then when I saw how drunk he was, I started to feel bad because I'm like, yo, you don't even know you are out of your mind right now. You have no idea how close to heaven you are, and like. I, I I want you to sit down somewhere. So he sits down and falls asleep. And I'm like, that's that's best for you. And I'm like, you know what? God is still in the blessing business because there's been a couple times. And I think when people get they, that drunk, they don't they lose their sense of like peripheral vision. Yeah. They don't realize. I remember one time, and I was talking. I was trying again. Every time I'm getting to an altercation, it's because the women in my life are they feel threatened by men. So I'm like. So, and this one was even a woman's fault. Like, she grabbed a nigga for glasses and threw him across the bar because he was being a little too touchy. And she didn't tell me that part after, until afterwards. So, I'm like, so I'm like coming in defending. I'm like, she, fam, she ain't got your shit. Like, what's up? Like, she ain't got it. Like, she she, she ain't got it. And so, then he, then he, it's a white person too, sir. So, he starts like, 
being a little, and then he doesn't realize that like I'm while I'm talking to him, Gasanella on one side, Chris on one side, and Vito. This is just when Vito's in town, all on the other side, all looking at me like, say the word, and we'll sleep this nigga right now. I got my, like and like I I got my hands behind my back, like it just you lose that perfect. The vision, triangle offense is there, and you lose that perfect vision, and you have no idea that you're that close to being knocked the fuck out. And I had to tell I had to tell Shorty afterwards because I'm like, fam, you almost got that nigga hurt. Off some bullshit. Right. Because you did some shit. Right. Like, that you ain't telling me. I'm over here defending you while you tell me, like, oh, yeah, actually shit. Like, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. Anyway, you ready to get kicked to shit's friends? Yeah. So Let's put this week in rise. Summer Walker's a scammer. Okay. Summer Walker's not a scammer. The bitch has anxiety. Okay? Oh, and I, and I, say, I say that, and then we're going to expound on it. Summer Walker... Slash her t- management team are scammers. Is that better? You said what? Her management team is also a scam. They're also scam artists. The reason why I say so is this: Yes, I understand that social anxiety is real. I'm no, I am not saying that she is faking her anxiety. Okay, so what are you saying? I am saying a couple things. One, I am saying that the management team needed to do a put a better plan in place for summer walker if she if summer walker was going to do she and she's she released a statement like 30 minutes before we hopped in the studio mm-hmm. but she's canceling the majority of her tour like she has right. still, she's still someday so she's performing but she's canceling the majority of the tour but the management team if you know that you have some, this wonderful singer one of the best r&b albums of the year i'm giving her flowers like i'm not saying shorty's trash if you know that she has that level of social anxiety, you have to do a better job of managing expectations on a tour. She could easily have gone the Frank Ocean route. Frank Ocean don't like us. Frank Ocean don't like you niggas. He has made it clear he don't like y'all. He 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 pop up, drop music, go back into recluse, and you see him randomly in random gay clubs in New York. He and and throwing prep parties and shit. That's a different story. And he and he has made that a career. Summer Walker could easily do that. So here's the thing. And I think that Also, one more thing before I let you also I understand the whole like being empathetic. Is that am I pronouncing that right? Empath, yes. Empath. Like I understand like that. I know actual empaths. That reasoning My son's godmother is an empath. I have to be very careful what I talk to her about. But that reasoning on why, like, you didn't want to do meet and greets or, like, why your meet and well, greets no, is trash. Hear me was, out. That was weak. No, I disagree with you. Weak. I completely disagree. Hear me out. You, I think we have to, the, the, the sense of entitlement that we have behind artists and their art and creatives and the things that they produce, it leaps out when we have these kind of conversations. Because when one moment we're all about mental health and protecting peace, and then when people make moves that we necessarily disagree with or feel the need to disagree with because it's in protection of their peace, then all of a sudden, like, our entitlement just kind of gets wrapped into no that. No one's saying... Let pro- me finish my point. Your point's true. Trash, it's continue. not trash because if I would have gotten to finish it, you would understand where I was coming from. Continue. Thank you. So I feel like there are a couple takes, right? Because on one hand, there was a question that was posed that I actually agree with. Summer Walker, you know that you have anxiety. You know that you suffer from extreme anxiety. Why did you pick a career that triggers this anxiety for you? 
And I understand, like, she's a talented... She's super talented. So, But, but you don't have to perform. Even why scene. do you not... But at the same time, we know the kind of industry that we're in. And we also know how, okay, streams are cut up. The way that artists make money is on tour. Artists make their money on tour. So for her to, to be lucrative in her craft, how do we balance this? How do we get you into some therapy? How do we have a management team that respects this boundary of yours and make sure that it's honored for you? For instance, her. That was the perfect rebrand. We know that she has anxiety. We know that she has it stems from she, being a childhood star. Yeah, so she, she wears glasses. Yeah, she low-key burnt out. She burnt out and came back. Came back and rebranded and has all the respect because she set boundaries. What I don't want to see happen is the pattern of artists who come on the scene, right? And they have to burn out or they have to get their wicks in with things and then have to come back and have this crazy rebrand. I love Summer Walker. I like the fact that she's a witch. I love the fact that she's queer. I'm not queer, but like... I don't love the fact that she uses her spit to wipe off her makeup, though. I I want... But she's not the only one of these hot-ass, gorgeous-ass women that has piss-poor grooming habits. I don't understand it. it, 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 And honestly, if your grooming habits are that piss-poor, you should honestly keep it to yourself. Because I don't recall ever time using spit to groom. Like, I don't ever recall a time where, like, okay, if I'm being real, I don't wear deodorant to bed, but, like, when I have to leave my home, I'm wearing deodorant. Like, I, I when I have to be public-facing, I make sure that the bases are fucking covered. Like, the you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and so part of And I'm low-key a germaphobe. So and, there's, and, so part, there's a and part of it is this, is, this is kind of her real breakthrough, right? Like, I mean... She had girls I need love, girls need love too, and like on the last album and CPR, all, CPR, and, and all that shit. But this is like her, this is her major debut, kind of like SZA. And so, well, that becomes some backlash that you may, she may have not anticipated, like you know, Summer Walker not taking showers and becoming a trending topic, and certain things that could, as someone who probably has who has social anxiety, probably is not like summer walker definitely reminds me of someone who reads all her mentions and so as someone who probably does that that probably wasn't helpful. but i also super super agree with the fact that all right media training what and that's the other part about let me finish that's the other part of like these artists that come out and it's these quick we have to put them out quickly we have and i and i blame labels and a and r's and people for these hot like these these quick turnover artists and we're not putting them through anything we're not putting them through media training we're not getting them the proper vocal lessons we're not tailoring their talent and serving them well we're not training them so the 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 person excuse me one of the quote-unquote newer girls and not so much newer but like janae aiko she goes on to whenever she goes to do a radio anything she's like i've been media trained i remember when i used to actually listen to the breakfast club right let you know how long ago this was when she told Charlamagne, she's like, bro, you're trying to jam me up and I see it. And I'm just going to be transparent with you. I've been media trained. So like you can try it, but like I invested into my craft, not just in my voice, but like how to handle these kind of situations. And it was like, bingo, these artists are not being taught how to do that. So y'all are going out with your Instagrams and that are not being managed. You have very private pages that are not being managed. I mean, excuse me, public pages that are not being managed because you're, you're thinking that, oh, this is my phone. You're not a regular consumer, sis. You are now have a platform. You now have a, a space where people are paying attention to you specifically. So, yes, your impact and the things that you do and say and how you carry yourself, we're getting a firsthand look at that. But at the same time, 
you have to understand that you allowed that you allowed yourself to become a part of public consumption. And, and I do understand that a a lot of these newer artists brands are based off of like transparency. Like I want to show you with my messed up hair. I want to show you not all dolled up because I want you to be able to connect with me. I get it. But even the real people who do that, they do it with a social media firm. Will Smith has gone from in in a year. Going from not having an Instagram page to having 40 million followers because he has a team who, who makes his look into his life look better than it is. But I'm not saying that the candid, I don't appreciate be, having don't, candid but even the candid, even the candid moments from the artists who know how to do it are scripted and crafted. And so, and so if for I consider some, that the Beyonce effect. So, so for someone who is new, who has been open and honest about her social anxiety her and her team had to do better when it came to preparing for this tour i which is why i call them scammers because they know they didn't put the work in to make to make the product which is summer walker comfortable enough to be able to do this full length tour i won't say scammers i i, I think scammer is strong I think that they were very severely, uh, they, they severely overestimated Summer Walker's ability to be able to handle that to kind get, of space. To get through the shit. So I, I think Scammer is a little heavy. And I, but one thing I will say I appreciate, I do appreciate Summer Walker and probably just Summer Walker because the team ain't trying to lose that money. Realizing that and then like canceling the majority of the tour instead of t- pulling a Lauren Hill where she has to, you have to wait three hours because you got to get your chakras right. I already decided I will never spend my money on Lauren Hill. Facts. I would, and if I do spend my money on Lauren Hill, I would not be the one paying paying for that ticket. I'll put it like this. And I, I will not show up on time. I, I decided no. that Summer Walker, just like some of these other artists, are artists that you stream, but you don't go see in concert. And Summer Walker was scheduled to pull up in Columbus. I knew I wasn't spending my hard-earned coins. I knew I wasn't let her, letting her spend her hard-earned coins on this goddamn ticket. Mm-mm. Don't get me wrong. I, okay. But I also like intimate venues. I've been in venues where it was only like maybe 100 people max. 50 to 100 Lucky people Day. max. Lucky Day was perfect. I'm still jealous of you. Oh, my God. I fucking hate. That fucking concert was amazing. And it was perfect. I low still want to square it with Shorty's job over that shit, actually. I mean, and you'd have every right because you missed a banger. But, like, A, I feel like they understood like, that's understanding your artist in totality. Understanding not only just their fan base, but what they can actually handle for where they are right now. And that was so in the pocket. And whoever his team was understands what they have on their hands with him. So I pray that they stay in that thing. I could see a lucky day. Summer, I don't think Summer Walker should go on tour by herself. I don't think she should go on tour at all. I don't think she should go on tour by herself. I think it should be a split show. I think that it should be less pressure on her. And... It's a lot, but again, it comes with knowing your artist and I, setting boundaries and not allowing should, I think she these labels go, to to I think, that. I think a she I think she should go the Frank Ocean or her route where they don't do a tour; they do shows when they're ready. And it, and honestly, I think if Summer Walker maintained that mysterious um, persona that she had on the last day of summer, and just was like. You barely know what I look like, but I'm a bomb ass singer and I write well. And like, and she it, is. Summer Walker got that body though. We she's finna pop out. 
And honestly, if when I get my body done that subtle, I want niggas to not even be able to say like, "All right, Alex got an ass now. What's going on?" <laughs> I wanted to literally be N- like that. Niggas, niggas gonna know you got your body done because we know that you was never able to grow an ass. Home Actually, home. first of all, Shorty didn't put on fifteen pounds. You mind your good goddamn. Never mind. I'm not gonna disrespect you here on this podcast. I'm trying to be a better person. We but just, but just know it still ain't there, sis. Still ain't there. First of all, keep your eyes on the booty that pays you, okay? Man, this podcast does pay me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Point? (laughs) Okay. All right, what's next, man? Anyway, so um, I actually did want to get into this, and, and I hate to keep, I don't know. So Alexis Crawford. Um, was another young lady that we, another black young lady that we have unfortunately lost to very preventable and um, very preventable circumstances. Extremely preventable. Alexis Crawford and her roommate got into a fight on Halloween. Um, her boyfriend intervened in the fight and actually ended up choking Alexis to death. Um, Jordan, her roommate, put the plastic bag over Alexis' head and then suffocated her. They put her body in a plastic bin and dumped her in a park in DeKalb, DeKalb County, which is in um, Georgia. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's, that's Atlanta. That's Atlanta, Georgia. So, to Alexis, I say rest in peace. Ladies and gentlemen, senseless. Completely senseless. I don't understand why, as if we don't have enough, right? The Amber Alerts lately have been fucking terrifying. Like if I can't scroll twenty minutes on a timeline without a new Amber Alert, was some was someone saying, um, "Help find my brother, help find my sister, help find my cousin, help find my daughter, help find," and it's all like Atlanta, like, and we know that like, I've seen some local too, like within like the Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana and, radius. Those are scary as fuck too. I know sex trafficking has been on a high. There was somebody who actually reported like a white truck rolling around, like. It weird, like not weird, but it's alarming. And so, as if we don't have, I'll get back to that point. But as if we don't have a, that to worry about too, right? Now, the people that I entrust with myself, my roommate, my boyfriend, the people who I know very intimately, because there's no better way to learn somebody than live with to live with them. Hey. hey, no better way. So, and then you have your boyfriend. With somebody, I assume if this is your man, like you trust him. There's a level of understanding and and love there that would, um, you know, you would think like to prevent something like that from happening. And it's, I have so many questions. Like if your boyfriend is intervening in the fight between you and your roommate, why are you being harmed? Because they was fucking. Okay. Yeah. Fill in the dots for me, friend. (laughs) Okay. So what happened? And so it's obviously rest in peace to Alexis Crawford. Yes. Rest in peace, baby. Um... We are so, 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 so sorry that this has to be your story. Um, but her boyfriend and her roommate were fucking behind her back. And the fight they had on Halloween was presumably about a roommate fucking her boyfriend. And then the boyfriend chose sides. And, and then, and so then after that. I'm exhausted. And then after, after that. Because you almost want to say, because we, we weren't there. The first of all, actually, the boyfriend has a litany of charges. He has a, a jacket of previous charges. The nigga shouldn't have been free in the first place if we're keeping it 100. 
Like, Vindica has a litany of charges about, like, against, and they're mostly violent, like, against, like, assault, like, all this shit. So, you would imagine that, like, but you can never know, but maybe, like, the choking happens split second. Like, fuck. Like, I, I was trying to, I was just trying to restrain her. Now she's dead. But then everything after that's work is vile. So, not only do you, like, not own up to the fact that, own up to the shit. You go hide her body. Do all this shit. Then you have her roommate out here leading the charge to find her friend, knowing that she's the one that killed her friend. Wait, what? Oh yeah, the roommate. When when cause okay, was- so wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. let me not sound completely dense, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew that the boyfriend and the girlfriend—I mean, the boyfriend and the roommate—had killed the girl, right? I knew that they had they had Hit dumped the body. her body. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the the roommate led the search. Tra- because what? she was so she, Alexis Crawford was reported missing for several days before they found the body. It was and it was like another one of those things that Amber Alert said we saw was like, hey, like my So you mean to tell me her she's missing, crossed my TL, and her the potential person who posted it was her friend? And so I don't I mean Oh, I'm disgusted. Yeah, like that's why I was I was like Shorty was like acting like to lead the charges and shit. Like, like one of the people was like, "Hey, like, I really, you know, that shit." And she's the one that like killed Shorty. That's why. That's why it's wild. That's another level why it's wild. Like, yes, not only are you fucking her boyfriend, and then you and your boyfriend killed her enough the body, but then you have the unmitigated gall to turn around and then lead the charge i'm like i miss my friend please find my friend knowing good and goddamn well that you are the reason your friend is missing yep i hate it here it's the evil world we live in you know recipe selection i have nothing else to say i can't even get into it you want to know why i can't wrap my head around that i literally can't i like i i cannot recipes recipes alexis crawford uh, yeah. So, um. So let's touch on this quickly because I don't really. I think we're gonna agree on this topic for the most part. Well, Ti out here wilding. Okay, real quick. Ti is out here fucking wilding. So for those of you don't know, he has an eighteen-year-old daughter. Um, and he went on had an interview. He had an interview with M- Miguel's wife's lip service podcast. Yes. And Miguel's wife, I, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce her name right Nas, now. Nas. Her nickname is Nas. Nas was. Well, that was a podcast and so he said why do people patronize Angela Yee because she's light skin um and so he was on that podcast and so we were talking about like raising you know ch- parent, kids and all that shit and T.I. volunteered this information it wasn't like it was a hard hitting question that he answered he volunteered it said that he goes to his do- goes with his daughter every year since she turned 16 um, goes to the guy in college every year and gets what he calls a hymen check. So let me explain how dumb this is. Number one, as as a woman, as a person with a vagina in the room, I'm let you talk about that part. Okay. So the hymen is w- girls are born with a hymen, and it's a flap of skin that literally protects, and it's thicker because it's the its main serv- its main purpose is to protect feces and and urine from entering the the vaginal to entering the vagina it, it's basically right? like the blocker 
to prevent <laughs> toxins from yes. coming in your no-no square. Oh, my God. Calvin, please. So, I think our listeners are, are, can understand this on less than that ignorant-ass level you just explained that on. <laughs> Give motherfuckers a little bit more credit Okay, so, so so it's it's for, it's for, it's designed to prevent I just toxins. explained okay. what it was, nigga. Okay, nigga, shit. So, okay. So, as we grow older, that piece of skin gets thinner because it's not necessary. It's like wisdom teeth. Actually, it is the exact equivalent to it's wisdom va- teeth. It's the vagina version of wisdom teeth. That is so much easier to explain than yes. everything we just said. It is the vagina version of wisdom teeth. So the skin gets thinner and the hymen can break from vigorous exercise. It can riding break bike. from riding a bike. It can break from stretching. It can break literally because you don't need it anymore. But a lot of people's first experience with the hymen breaking is, is sexual intercourse. Some of us. So, I'm not going to put a percentage on it because, again, I don't have a vagina. Some. 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 Some, some, so, of us, but, some of us can, some of us can't, right? So that's like the whole myth behind, like, um, it, it's it's always myth. It's an old wives' tale, like her first blood and all this right. thing. And a lot of that was actually born in the medieval ages when you were talking about, like, keeping royalty. Keeping royal blood. Yeah. All that shit. That's where the hymen actually, anyway. Okay. So the hymen wives' tale was born there. So... And actually, probably earlier than that. But anyway, if you think long story short, it was made up way before Ti decided Ti. Yes. So, gynecologists all across the land mm-hmm. have let me know. Like, we'll tell you a hymen check is not a true indicator of virginity. They will scream this from the mountaintops, literally, because it's the wisdom teeth of vagina. We had Planned Parenthood subtweeting Ti. On my timeline. And if that's not a microcosm of how 2019 is gone, I do not know what is. It is. So, and also, so a couple things here I'm going to touch on. A, one of my first gynecologist, excuse me, not my first, but like my father has definitely taken me to the gynecologist because he's my father and I'm going to go see the doctor. That's literally what it was. My father's not in there over the doctor's shoulder making sure that my no-no square is intact that never happened and it's extremely inappropriate and the men who are and men and women who are on my timeline defending how intrusive that is is wild the second part about it is that you Deja's 18 her medical records are actually hers she had to sign a she had she had, she had to sign a waiver in order yes to, in order to release that which was probably coerced because of who oh, her father is. Oh, admitted it was coerced. Yes, he said like if you ain't got nothing to hide, might as well sign it. Coercion. But yeah, number like, one, number two. Also, bro, she's protected by HIPAA. So I, even what's crazy, kiddo at ten years old also is protected by HIPAA. It gets a little gray there because he is a minor and covered under like he's Your a insurance. he's a not even that because I was covered underneath my parents' insurance until I was like twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. But I was also an adult, so my medical records they still couldn't have access to. Unless I gave them permission. Exactly. So right now, kiddo, we're just dealing with like the common cold. But if there was something going on, like he's hitting puberty. So if there's something going on that's not a medical necessity for me as a parent to know about, they will not share that with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, if I would put kiddo into um, counseling or for him to go see a therapist, they will talk to me about diagnosis. They will not talk to me about what was explicitly discussed behind those doors. They will not do that. So, and it's crazy because I think about the young lady's name is Deja, right? And I think about Deja. And I think about, okay, T.I. has been fucked up. This is the icing on top of the T.I. as a dickhead cake. But then I think about the women that are around her. And I think about, bro. 
not only just Deja's biological mother, but you have Tiny. You have your grandmother. You have all these women around you who are okay with this. How many hands does she have to pass through before, hey, I'm taking Deja to the doctor's office? You know what I'm saying? None of this strikes y'all as odd. Because I have a feeling if you were comfortable enough to say this on air, I can't imagine what's being said in your home. I mean, first of all, a couple things. One, T.I. has, he's made it known that, like, he takes his king title seriously in all aspects. So, think about it. Tiny tried to leave that nigga, and T.I. was just like, nah. (laughs) So, I can only imagine how he has the woman in his life walking around on eggshells. Um, that anxiety has got to be crazy. Secondly, I do think, and I saw this turned into a conversation on parenting, and it was just really two extremes. So it was like one extreme was the Ti was like, "Look, I I don't want my I don't want my child to be to be a hoe. My house, my rules." That sort of extreme. And the other extreme was like, well, if they fucking at 14, they fucking at 14. Fuck it. And I'm like, so, there has to be a middle ground. Here. Couple different. All right. So this is how, like, this is why I say people, human beings are so multifaceted. And it's almost beautiful and sick at the same time, right? So I think about it like this. A. I am having trouble in this particular situation separating T.I. from separating person from action. Like, I want to judge the man for what he did without judging the man, if that makes sense. Right? So, I want to look at this scenario. And then all of that, literally the thin line between that is intention. What were you trying to do by this? Do I think T.I. was going in with, like, the intentions of making his daughter feel uncomfortable or making his daughter, you know, become an, uh, you know what I'm saying? obsessed over her genitalia or anything or what she chooses to do with her genitalia no but the fact that you're so protective over your daughter's virginity because you understand at some point you understand that niggas are fucking trash so when we say men are trash and you're like no we're not then all this overprotection over your daughter's genitalia lets me know that you do comprehend how fucked up niggas are i i and see this is where we differ i look at it like this i look at it like i don't want my son or my daughter at 16, 17, 18, to be making terrible decisions based off of horniness and their sex life. And so, and so, and so. So talk to them. And I'm, I'm not agreeing with how T.I. did it. You can't I, I'm protect. Not, and so I'm not agreeing with how T.I. did it. Let's make that perfectly clear. I'm not agreeing with like, we, hymen check. No. Every, but we had this conversation often. You know, you literally know that becoming an overbearing parent creates sneaky kids. You know that, and, yeah. and, but, and so, and not only just being an overbearing parent, being a, an, an, an arrogant and egotistical and honestly narcissistic parent creates a relationship with your children that you, they can't talk to you. All you're teaching your kids is, I know who I can't go to. And as your parent, your, your parent should be your number one ally. My mother does not agree with 90% of the decisions I make, but she stands on my right to make them. And I, I look at it like, and I don't have... Thank God I don't have no kids because I can barely take care of myself. I look at it like this. Yes, overprotective parents create sneaky kids. But also, laissez-faire parenting doesn't always work either. There's a middle ground and there's a balance that you have to understand between yourself and your kid. I genuinely... I think, I think generally on both sides of a coin, people veer towards the extremes when it should really be a middle ground. Like, look, I don't want you to be out here making stupid-ass decisions 
based off horniness. But because of because I don't want you, instead of punishing you or like being intrusive and trying to and trying to interfere in your gynecology results, I'm gonna try to put you on enough game that you can make smart decisions for yourself. So th- and that was my point. So all right, instead of making sure that she's not fucking someone else, have you encouraged masturbation? Have you said, okay, if you're so interested in sex, what makes you so interested? You want to know what it feels like. And honestly, creating those kind of healthy conversations about, okay, masturbation for boys is the gradual next step. Like, okay, y'all talk about it. Masturbation for men and little boys is a lot more prevalent in y'all world than it will ever be in mine. I, nobody talks to me about masturbation. I didn't get into masturbation until I, my early 20s, which is odd because I had a kid at 18. Because, again, there were certain conversations, not that I don't think they were available to me, they just were never had. So, to, okay, so we're, we're, we're wanting to teach our young girls about sex and not being, like you said, making decisions just out of lust and, and hormones and not fully understanding the gravity of the decisions that you're making. Because that's what teenagehood is, right? That's what teenagers fucking do. Like, how many, how many stories have we heard about somebody turning on a scholarship to stay at home with their high school sweetheart? Just to prevent to break up. Exactly. You make really stupid decisions. So that's but that's when you step in as a parent. You're like, okay, you're interested in sex. Why are you interested in sex? What makes this so... Ap- and then if you've already built up this kind of trust and understanding relationship with your kid, it's easier to talk about. I literally used to have anxiety, which is odd, about talking to my dad about certain things. Because his first reaction to, his first knee-jerk reaction to anything was anger. And it was like, or frustration. Or he'll get loud. And then my mom broke it down to me. She's like, your father, he's worried. And so he doesn't know how to say I'm worried. So he's going to be upset because it's just like, damn, my baby girl is going, is, is growing into this thing that I can no longer, not necessarily control, but I used to have a pulse on that at this moment I don't. So. Again, it's about creating a, a space and a healthy environment for your kids to be able to actually talk to you and understanding that not everything that your kids bring to you, they're gonna, you're going to fucking like. I'm going through that right now with kiddo. He's off the fucking chain right now and I can't get through to him and my typical methods are not working. So it's like, okay, Alex, maybe you're not the best person for the situation. That's when you call his mentors, his village, the people who can talk to him and get to him because sometimes it is just mom talking. But there has to be somebody who can get to get through to your child when you can't. And just understanding this is where removing ego out of parenting comes into play because you have to recognize I'm not the best solution for my kid right now. And it sucks. I don't have the answer for my son right now. So let me call on somebody who does. Let me put my village into play. Right. For Deja, I question that village. Listen, and, and, and it's one of those. It's a couple things. One. T, I know he fucked up. Because I ain't never seen T.I.B. this silent for this long in a while about anything. Secondly, now, unintentionally, because you've brought your daughter's virginity to the forefront enough where she's had to, like, put her page on private. She's had... Pornhub propositioned her, and I thought that was gross. Pornhub offered her a million dollars to lose her virginity on video. And and that's purely T.I.'s fault. She has grown men in her fucking Instagram, Instagram comments, in her in, in in her Twitter, all that, and it's all his fault because he's the one that put his daughter's virginity on that. Stage. My mom used to have a saying: "It's called talking underneath somebody's clothes." 
And it's like, if you care about somebody, you are protective over how your words make them feel, look, and are looked at in the public eye. I, I, I know y'all secrets. It's not my job to make jokes out of that. It's not my job to, to divulge you in that way to prop myself up as this person. And that was the problem that I had with T.I.'s statement. A, it was unnecessary because if it was a private family matter, it should have been kept that way. And B, you were doing this to satisfy your own ego, not to display what a great child you have. Because Deja, you don't hear shit about Deja. These other celebrity kids? Deja got a 4.0 instead of the college. Exactly. Deja literally can write her own ticket. And 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 and, and, and because of and so because it's almost like, well, I hate that now this is how we know Ti's parenting because before this you could say anything you wanted about his extramarital affairs or how he but like all his kids solid all his children are solid even and the I, ones that are, are not tiny either with the other mother like all his kids solid and what's crazy is that I've never questioned Ti's parenting. I question, there's a lot of other things about him that are questionable to me as far as acceptance, but also that's speculation because, again, I, I know what you guys put out. I know what you, again, I know what you produce. I don't know you intimately. So I try not to judge that, especially when it comes to somebody's parenting. But when you open your mouth to, public, to the public, you leave yourself open for public consumption. And, that's, and all of this, unfortunately, now Deja is a casualty of what the fuck her father can't control. Because it's out there now. And, you know, T.I.'s angry ass wanted to shoot everybody up, but it's your fault. Listen, so look, hear me out. I no. had an attitude. <laughs> you had an attitude in the summer? I'm being nice again because it's cold outside. And I guarantee you that I'm not scraping my car off. I'm not. I didn't scrape my car off this morning. God is good. And so this is why when we talked hot girl summer and we talked city boy summer, that as long as niggas played the long game, niggas excuse me men would usually win because it eventually gets cold and when it gets cold (laughs) it's like if i could get a graph of like attitude and temperature and put it on like the x and y axis it'd be a it'd be an inverse like the attitude goes attitude goes down when the temperature goes down like all that shit she was talking in June, in July, that first snow hit, baby. Um, <laughs> and so it's funny. See, what's crazy is that I got a good one. I didn't even have to ask. He woke me up at 630 this morning talking about some where your keys. You know where my keys are, nigga. Don't play with me. It's, it's, it's the long game. This is what we were saying. It's like, look, it gonna, it's going to get cold. And like, <laughs> you, and you're not going to want to deal with this shit. I saw so many women. Same women all through the summer. There's a couple of y'all that were like, I swore had boyfriends. I guess after this first snow, you shouldn't because there's no way I'm gonna have a boyfriend who's sleeping peacefully in my bed and I'm I'm scraping snow off of my fucking car. The, You're wild. The problem is their boyfriends were scraping the car of her main chick. <sighs> that's that's the issue. He can only scrape one car at a time, right? and like you live across town and the, and the roads are a little icy, and he had to go be with his like actual girlfriend. And I, ooh. and secondly, I saw a lot of women all through the summer. Real ass bitch, give fuck about a nigga. First no hit. Where's my boyfriend? I'm not trying to do this on winter. Oh really? Huh? Or you could have done both. I definitely did both. I tucked right on time. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is where I'm finna be at. 
I'll see y'all in February, March-ish. April. I got to pop out in March so that niggas actually remember my birthday. And then I'm going to be tucked again. <laughs> I don't see me. What's crazy is that 2020, I've already got things on my calendar for May 2020. So it's like, and it's starting to get extended out because we have things going on for the podcast. We have trips we have to take, like, for the podcast. Like, May 20, like, next year is going to be fucking bananas. So I'm glad I tucked. I am tucked. Listen. I I'm tucked like the corner of a sheet. <laughs> tucked. It, it's funny. It's, it's it's funny because you can definitely see who 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 played their hot girl summer wrong, and and are looking at the snow, realizing that like them unread text messages ain't gonna keep you warm at night. It's cute till it's not, and I think it works both ways. Cause nigga, them sheets, then then y'all niggas need to start ordering weighted blankets too. Y'all was out here wilding this summer. Wilding this summer. Now all of a sudden it get cold. Some of y'all can work from home. I just want to cuddle. Now you just want to cuddle. You've been begging for this fucking weather. And now look at you. Just ashy and cold. And I ain't seen one of y'all niggas start really dressing yet. I, listen, I have been waiting. I've been waiting for these outfits, nigga. I've been waiting for these fits to get off. Okay. Actually, lie. I've seen a couple. But you know what was crazy is that I've seen the the people that I know was going to show their ass this season, I knew were going to be like cute as fuck, fly as shit. I already knew you were. But for some of y'all, I'm still waiting. It's November, baby. What you waiting for? Christmas presents? They got to get the drip for, from Santa. We have a fake drip page on on, on Twitter now, and it it is <laughs> it's an evil world. I have seen some of the fits that got posted in there, and baby, let me tell y'all. Ooh, shit. Just because it's designer don't mean it's cute. Don't does not mean it's cute. Honestly, I've seen some fits get get off from the thrift store. And honestly, if you play your hand right, all you need is a nice pair of kicks. And like anyway, I'm not gonna the game is to be told. The game is to be sold. Sold, not told. Okay. Um, real quick, Robin Crawford, um, who is affectionately known as Whitney Houston's best friend slash lover, actually can't is coming out with a book. Best friend, in quotation Shut marks. up. Let me get to it. It's coming out with a book to talk about um, her relationship with Whitney Houston and the things that, you know, her experiences and her encounters. And to that I say, write the fuck on, Robin. First of all, Robin is fine. So, Whitney, I don't blame you. And two... She's not my type, but I'll it let you It just made me... She, she, no, she's not your type. That's the studs bin. If I've ever seen one. But, um... She was young and made before young and made. She walked. <laughs> so young and make a run. Okay. But um, it just made me realize that Whitney Houston's legacy is LBGTQ history. It's and complicated because it's like. Awesome. It's complicated. And then I also think about the Oprah interview with Whitney's mother, Sissy. And how she was just like, she could accept her daughter being troubled and having depression and being a drug addict, she, but could not, <laughs> exp- could not accept her daughter being gay. She could accept her daughter doing crack, but not her daughter loving another woman. And and let me know, like, and who am I to, I am not the one to diagnose, right? I'm not, that's not, I am not a licensed, qualified, trained professional in that field at all. But I can only imagine being Whitney fucking Houston. One of the most adored, talented entertainers and singer-songwriters of shit, your generation, her generation, my generation, and never being able to be fully accepted by the person who gave you birth. I can only imagine what spiral. And then you get with somebody as triggering as Bobby Brown. She put, and, and I love Whitney, but she introduced Bobby to drugs. I tell you, ever way around. 
And again, that's arguable. I would argue that. Listen. I mean, again, when you think about lifestyles, because, but also, again, public perception. Because we don't know what the fuck is really, really going on. We know these Hollywood E-True stories and shit. We know these after-the-fact books. No offense to Robin, because I'm actually going to read it. But All the after-the-fact books, I'm like, all right. like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these after-the-fact stories. And I still can't believe, like, I'm, I, I'm, I think about that quite often. Like, you are Whitney Houston. The Whitney Houston. And you've never been fully accepted. Ever. And the one person who took you for who you are, what you are, because Bobby Brown was very jealous of her and Robin's relationship, extremely. And to the point where, like, their relationship at some point had gotten violent, Whitney and Bobby's, because of her relationship with Robin. Like, there was a Whitney Houston documentary. It was a point in time where Bobby had told Robin she couldn't come around. So that's Whitney's best friend, the one person in the world who accepted her. You're telling her Whitney's sanctuary person, so to speak. The one person who, again, accepted her in totality, knew her for what she was. And you mean to tell her she's no longer welcome? I would have lost my mind. Hell yeah, I'd have been out of my mind. But also, I mean, it's also like, what level was Whitney maybe not being honest about? You know, everything with, because like. And also we're talking about a black female entertainer in the 80s. How acceptable for who she, this church girl, she grew up in the church. How acceptable would it have been for her to come out? I mean. How many people's mouths would she have literally been taking spoons out of because she wanted to live truth? So I think about that too. I look at it like, I think, I think we vilify, we vilify both Whitney and Bobby a lot because of what we saw outwardly it's hard not to um and i think it's just there's there's just a time where two people are both meant for each other and not meant for each other and i think that is whitney that's whitney and bobby for sure because like they fit in ways that like other people wouldn't fit like you could tell like through all of their shit they loved each other deeply but it's also they both brought out the worst tendencies in each other um and it's just one of those things where it's like you can do play the what ifs all right. you know what if she was allowed to like come out as a lgbtq woman right you know was she been with robin would she have been you know whatever then she has a daughter and you know who met an unfortunate demise as well so it's it's there's a lot of like what if games that you can play with this? But I just want to. I, I'm interested to hear Robin's real side of things because I don't. I don't, I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate a lot of the after fact books. So. I don't like a lot. See, and that's what I wrestled with too because I don't really get rock with after the fact books either. Because at some point, will she get to rest in peace? You know what I'm saying? Like in the peace that she's. I pray that you find. I don't know what the afterlife is like, but I pray. You know what I mean? Okay, so friend. Friend. Oh God. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh Lord. What's up? I wanna I, I'm feeling real like reflective. Oh, okay. We have spent Get your t- get your tissues, nigga, because you don't No nigga. Tidy your fine. Listen. But in the past two years, um, you have been through when it comes to this here pod, you have been through it. And not even just through it, but like strived. I talk about it all the time, but like if y'all know Calvin, you have seen him 
it's hard to see you sweat. I will say that. And the little bit of things that you let us in on, we already know is just like the surface of the gravity of the weight that you are really, really carrying. And it's never lost on me. It's never lost on your friends. It's never lost on the people who truly, truly love and care about you. Um, you started this podcast, honestly, as like an outlet. Therapy's fucking expensive. <laughs> and... Hey, and, and, and on one of these days, we're going to talk about how like healthcare providers like really dick you down when it comes to therapy. And like, mental health and classifying it differently than uh, physical health, but not to that anyway, time. Same way, like, you need a dental plan and visual plan for the same fucking body. Anyway, um, but... Therapy's expensive, and, and so... One, you got into this here podcast because you needed a catharsis. You needed a cleanse, and it just so happened to be every Tuesday, every week, and we release every Friday, and you give us content. You give us thought-provoking hot takes you give us opinions that are vv problematic you give us all right <laughs> relatable shit you give us this black male experience in your body and you let us in on intimate spaces about being a black man that for me i would never know i would never know what that life is experiences for you through your eyes all four of them so I just want to take, take this time on this here 100th episode to let you know that I see you. To let you know that I am extremely, we, every listener over the thousands of listeners that we have, we see you and we love you and we tune in week after week after week to feel you, to see you, to love you and to show our support and let you know that like we are proud of you. So as your co-host, your beloved Duchess of debauchery. <laughs> VV problematic co-host. The uh. princess of problematicness. We love you. And thank you so much for allowing us to 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 check in. Um, it's it's crazy, right? Like it's crazy. Um I never thought I would we would be here, to be quite frank. Um, cause a hundred two years, a hundred episodes. Very few breaks. It's a lot. <laughs> I think we can count on one hand how many times we were not in the studio. And when I tell y'all, there was hail and high water before. Listen, um, man, we got in the studio 30 minutes after hearing our friend died. <laughs> like, we got in the studio 30 minutes after finding out your father passed. Like it's... We got into the studio when I lost my job. We got into the studio... Literally, we found out some of the worst news of our lives minutes before we walk in here. I found out we didn't get um, Sounds Up Spotify 10 minutes before I had to walk into here on our best friend's birthday. Like, we've, we've, but still we rise. And, I mean, we found out, like, and so, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, to try to make this concise. Um, thank you, first and foremost, to every listener who has taken their time. To, to, to hit subscribe, to hit play on all of our platforms, uh, Google Play, Sound, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, thank you, first and foremost. Without the listener, there is no show. We ain't going to be doing this if no one's listening. You feel me? Like, Secondly, um, everyone who's told, told, told a friend, thank you. Yes. Um, this podcast at, operates almost exclusively off of word of mouth. Um, we depend on our listeners telling other people about us. Yes. And so we thank you. 
Uh, third. Thank you to all of our guests. Anybody who has taken two hours out of their day on a random Tuesday afternoon to just pull up on us. Whether and- you were local or you had to drive down, if we've had to make arrangements. Um, it's not lost on us. Um, we thank appreciate you. For, thank you. you for thank you to Gil. Um, again, without Gil, there would be no podcast. There is no show. Um, fat motherfucker edits all of our bullshit into listenable. Audio Shout files. out to anybody in the past, um, two people in particular. So we shout out to Stephanie, our original co-host for the show. Um, thank you for being a pioneer. Um, thank you for easing us through the, you know, getting us started. Thank you to Jordan for your contributions to the podcast as well. Um, we have sent you some bullshit before, some loud, tuned out two mics for people just a lot a lot a lot and your turnaround time and your quality has always been there so we appreciate and you. so and so yeah and we so thank you make thank you to both um again without each and every person that we are thanking there is no podcast um and thank you to you alex oh shut the fuck up <laughs> all right okay um because i mean turn of this year like we, I was at a crossroads. We were, we, we didn't know if there was going to be a hundredth episode. We didn't know if it was going to be a fiftieth episode. Mm-hmm. Like, and you came in as someone who added a a context to our conversations that allowed more, the black female listener to feel like they have a voice in the room to counteract my black male <laughs> voice. Um, we very rarely agree on everything <laughs> that we say here. It's part of the beauty of it, right? Um, but without your contributions, without your connections, without the energy that you give when I don't have it, without the energy I give when you don't have it. Because there are some days, boy. Um, and so I, you, I had, we thank you and we thank you for making, we thank you for making this current iteration what it is. You know, it's crazy. And I talk a lot of shit, right? And. Oh yeah, we know. <laughs> it's not lost on me, but like, it's always humbling when somebody's like, you're Ali Nicole. You're Calvin's co-host. Oh, I've heard you on the podcast and you're a stranger. You don't know me out of Adam. It's it's it, it takes a lot for humans to humble me. I'm not going to lie. Because I just, I don't feel like I owe humans much. But when somebody comes up and they're genuine in their support for you, I feel that. When somebody comes up and you go out of your way to acknowledge that and let me know that you like me or, hey, I heard what you said. I didn't necessarily agree with it. Let's talk. Do you have a second? We can talk about it. I've done that too. I've been in the middle of functions debating about something I said on this fucking podcast. Shout out to my mentions. My (laughs) mentions have been on fire. Fire. Shout out to anybody I've triggered. (laughs) Shout out. uh, Shout out to all of those who wittingly or unwittingly became content. You were amused, baby. On this on this here platform. Um, But honestly, in all seriousness, like twenty twenty, we we can focus on the past, but let's fuck it. We get into the future. Um, 
2020, we have is, is, is expansion for us. We want to expand. We want to do things bigger and better than we have done in 2019. We're not resting on the laurels of 2019 because um, Nudie actually said this in his Instagram caption. Happy belated birthday to, to Nudie as well. Yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. We've hit home runs in 2019. We've also struck out some in 2019. That score don't carry over into 2020. Um, so starting with our anniversary live show in December, we, we pushed it back because we want to do it right. We want, we, we ain't want to half-ass it. We ain't want to come half correct. We ain't want to rush it. We want to give it right. So it's, it's, it's mid-December. You, you, you know, when now you're going to hear, you know, when you hear this mid-December, meaning mark your calendars for mid-December. Like, we'll have a date and a venue very, very there's shortly. A, there's, like, there's a solid seven-day time frame here, <laughs> okay? Mid-December. Um, and so, expansion, you know, for all the people, actually, all the people who have helped us with, with partnerships, you know, like, we, we're coming back for more. Um, there's people who've emailed us, reached out to us, that like, we got to talk about off-air, about, like, hey, we want to do something. Um, and so, we thank you. We thank everyone who sees, we, we thank everyone who sees us. Um, it, it feels because because we, we're not the type of people who usually get seen. No, without making a little extra ruckus. So thank you, thank you. Um, I don't have too much to say, friend. I wanted to get into question today. I kind of don't want to anymore. It's a little irrelevant. Y'all niggas are y'all, some hoes. Y'all cut up. <laughs> Listen, a lot of y'all. A lot of it was just like y'all got three or four houses. Well, question of the day today was since we're gonna get into it. Question of the day today was given your current roster. How many houses for Thanksgiving will you be visiting? Yeah, I nigga, some hoes. Hoes. I'm not gonna put no names on it because we don't want to fuck up your plate. Mm-mm. But I heard about 50 lamb houses, three houses, four plus. one houses, four in a possible. <laughs> Someone said three, like that was a minimal amount. Like I'm going. All right. Honestly, that's a lot of driving. I was like, some of y'all niggas have no. Are some of these plates coming to me? Like I don't. And honestly. Some of y'all grandmamas can't cook, so I'm going to keep my black ass where it's at. If she ain't got them arms. Grandmama, your arm. I don't want it. <laughs> if we don't, listen, if y'all call it diabetes in your family and not the sugars, I don't want it. If I don't eat your mac and cheese and then immediately think about, like, I make it gout. <laughs> I don't want it. If the yams touch the collard greens and the mac and cheese and I don't have to take a mm, mm, mm moment, I don't want it. If you try to do some homemade cranberry sauce, I First don't want all, it. Okay, that's where I draw the line. Because homemade cranberry sauce is fire. Nigga. It, I have it's made so homemade easy to, It's so easy to fuck up, though. It is, but, like, I've made homemade cranberry sauce, and it's fire. You know what? Just let Pat. I'm I'm a I'm a wreck. I'm a real nigga. I'll Pass me it, the, the ocean spray. I take it out the can. Pass me the ocean spray because I take it out the can because I know the can ain't gonna fuck up. You gonna try to do some different shit? I'll be mad. So just if if when in doubt, give me the can, baby. Give me the can. It's fine, friend. Also, if your family makes pumpkin pie, I don't want it. Yeah. I ain't coming over for no fucking pumpkin pie. You got me fucked up. It, sweet potato or nothing. This nigga. is sweet potato house, shouty. As a matter of fact, my mom makes a fire pound cake. I'll take a slice. 
But um, yeah, so we're not gonna. We, we I realized halfway through asking the question, I'm like, we can't even answer this in public because we gonna ruin y'all niggas' plates. We really are, and I was just like, nah, bro. You know what? Enjoy y'all plates, baby. <laughs> y'all some hoes, but enjoy your plates. We will see you at the bar right after <laughs> that day before Thanksgiving. Oh, day before Thanksgiving is my favorite time. Listen, everybody be at Tina's or whatever little event SB decided to throw, and it's good to see y'all. It really is like UC second homecoming, and. And if it's anything like the first homecoming, so. gird your loins, guard your heart. Um, but again, oh man, I th- just had a flashback to last year's um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was fried. Yeah, fam, listen, last year's homecoming. Never mind, I'm not gonna do last year's Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. Just mm-mm. some of y'all had no business. Listen, y'all was cutting up, then going home to your wives and yeah. husbands, and and husbands, and husbands. And husbands. and husbands. Stop telling this shit, y'all. <laughs> I like... I, no, actually, don't. Keep telling us. Because... Don't tell me shit. I want to know. I don't. I want to know. Listen, you know what? I'm nosy as fuck. I spent my summer knowing shit that I ain't want to know. And I'm cool. This side of the pillow feels way cooler. See, here's the thing. I can... I know how to room, move in a room full of vultures. So I will know. And then I'll just will keep it playing. I had a comment, but I would have jammed myself and my friends up. So we gonna let it go. Appreciate you. <laughs> Love you. Um, but again, thank you for listening. Thank you for just. Uh, I'm so overwhelmed, honestly. Honestly, <laughs> Calvin is sitting here. Okay, Calvin is fighting tears, guys, and like that never happens. First of all, most relax. <laughs> An oh. First of all, most relax. Secondly, um, just thank you. Um, and hopefully we see you in another hundred episodes on somebody's TV channel. On somebody's live stream. Who knows, man? With somebody's sponsorship. Talk, speak, talk about it. You better speak that. Because, listen. <laughs> with somebody's budget. <laughs> listen. Because <laughs> it's all coming out of my own pocket. Okay. I'm t- I am tired. <laughs> Truth is, I'm tired. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. We are out of here. Allie Nicole signing out. Peace.